No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where David is captured by the Philistines and is afraid. What do we do when we are gripped by fear? We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Fear is something that grips people's hearts. It can paralyze us. How do we cope when we are afraid? Well, David would tell us that we must first acknowledge our fear. We are not so mighty that we don't admit when we are afraid. Fear is natural, but faith overcomes it. We look at Psalm 56 today. The title, To the Chief Musician set to the silent dove in distant lands, a victim of David when the Philistines captured him in Gath. It would seem that the silent dove in distant lands was a recognizable tune to which David wrote this psalm. Or it could be a description of David's mood when he wrote it. Did he feel like a silent, peace-loving dove who had sought a place of refuge in a violent storm? David was in a storm. King Saul was seeking to take his life. So David went to the one place where Saul would never go. David went to King Achish of the Philistines. We read this story in 1 Samuel 21. But when he got there, the officers of Achish were unhappy about David being there. Isn't this David the king of the land, they asked? Isn't he the one the people honor with dances, singing, Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands? David heard these comments and was very afraid of what King Achish of Gath might do to him, so he pretended to be insane, scratching on doors and drooling down his beard. So this was the occasion that David wrote, Psalm 56. Be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. Fighting all day, he oppresses me. My enemies would hound me all day, for there are many who fight against me, O Most High. David cried out here for God to be merciful to him. He knew that that was his only hope. Now, mercy means to get inside the skin of another person. David's appeal to God was that God would feel what he felt and respond with protection and deliverance. The reason was that David felt he was about to be swallowed up by these enemies. He was like a sheep among wolves who wanted to gobble him up. Their words were vicious and dangerous. Now, Goliath was from Gath. So were some of Goliath's relatives accusing David before the Philistine king? David felt he was just one step away from death. So David said, there are many who fight against me. You know, often people who are successful have many enemies. And that's because there are others who are jealous of them, who want their position, and so they do everything they can to put them down. They can speak no good of them. And ultimately, many want to destroy them. So David had many enemies in Israel and among the Philistines. We see that many of David's psalms were an appeal 
for God to judge his enemies. Verse 3. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? I love this. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. You see, that's the way we cope with fear. Whenever we are afraid, we acknowledge the fear, but we then go to God and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust in you. And that's what David said. Now, David said, I will praise his word. I love this. Why was it so important for David to praise God's word anyway? Well, the word contained God's promises to deliver his people who loved him and kept his commandments. The word was David's hope. For God always keeps his word. And he said, I will not fear. You see, fear is a choice of the will. We can either choose to be afraid or we can choose not to fear. We can choose to take courage when we know that we have trusted in God. Why? Because we know that he is with us. And David said, what can flesh do to me? Do you know that the arm of flesh can only do what God permits? (laughs) And really, you are indestructible until God is through with you. And that's why the Apostle Paul says in Romans 8.31, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, Who can be against us? Or really, what difference does it make who is against us? All day they twist my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather together. They hide. They mark my steps when they lie in wait for my life. Shall they escape by iniquity? In anger, cast down the peoples, O God. So David understood that his words were being twisted, and that is what the wicked people do to the righteous. They seek to twist their words, take them out of context, make them mean things that they never meant. You see, anything they can do to make them look bad. And they gather together. The wicked are too cowardly to come against the righteous alone, So they must gather their posse. They must stack the deck in their favor and seek safety in numbers rather than in righteousness. David said, they lie in wait for my life like a crouching lion setting an ambush ready to pounce. That's what David felt like. Now, he said, shall they escape by iniquity? You know, sometimes it does seem that the wicked are getting away with it. But the most cunning evil can never escape God's ultimate judgment. Their day of reckoning will come for sure. So David said, in your anger, Lord, cast them down. Can we blame David for wanting God to deal with his enemies in anger? I mean, David had done nothing wrong, and yet it seemed that everyone was against him. Verse 8, you number my wanderings. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? When I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me. In God, I will praise his word. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? You number my wanderings, David said. Do you know that in times of fear, we can get disoriented and we wander in in circles 
as it were, not knowing where we are going or even remembering where we've been. But God understood David's wanderings, and he understands yours as well. He marks them. And no matter where you are in this maze of life, no matter how twisted you may feel, God can be your guide and lead you to safety if you'll turn to him and call upon his name. He will deliver you. Now, David wanted God to record the way he felt. He said, put my tears in your bottle. He wanted the Lord to collect them and remember his sorrow. God does remember us. He records everything we do in his book. He knows what you are going through today. Not only does he feel your pain, but he is moved with compassion to help you in your distress because he's a father who has compassion upon his children. Now, sometimes he will wait for us to cry out to him so that he can show us his power to deliver us. David said, God is for me. I believe this was a foundational truth in David's heart and life. He knew that God was for him. He knew that God had chosen him. God had anointed him when he didn't deserve it. And so because God did all of that, he knew that he could trust God. Dire circumstances could not shake that conviction. Do you know that God is for you? You know, the devil will lie to you, making you think that God is against you. But if he were against you, then he would never have sent his only son to die for you while you were still a sinner. And yet he did. He is for us, not wanting us to perish, but to redeem us from our sins and from all the attacks of the evil one. Now, David said, I will praise his word three times in this short psalm. I can also echo that sentiment. And it's why I teach through the Bible. There's nothing else that compares to the word of God to give us enlightenment, comfort, and encouragement for life and eternity. We should praise the Lord's word because it is so trustworthy. Finally, David gives a threefold resolution here. He says, In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? That is very important to get a hold of that because that is the secret to overcoming fear in your life. Putting your trust in God, choosing not to be afraid, that's a, an issue of the will, and then realizing that what can man do to me? What can man do to me? Fear of man is a snare, but I will not let fear of man be a snare because man cannot do anything to me except that God permits it. Do you know that you are indestructible until God is through with you? And then when he's through with you, hey, better to go and be with the Lord. Now remember, having faith does not mean that you are not afraid, but your faith overcomes and overwhelms your fear. Verse 12, vows made to you are binding upon me, O God. I will render praises to you for you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Now, David said, I am bound by my vows. Often people make vows to God in times of distress. There's nothing wrong with that. 
there are those times where we have rededicated our lives to God. We have resolved to do things differently. If we make a vow to God, then let us make sure we fulfill it. David said, I will render praises to you for you have delivered my soul from death. You see, it's important that when God does deliver us that we return to give him thanks. And this was no doubt one of David's vows that he made that he would give praise to God and tell others what God had done for him. And we should do the same thing. David said, you have kept my feet from falling so that I may walk before God in the light of the living. And that's just beautiful. God had ordered David's steps, even though he was there among the Philistines and they were very threatening. David knew that God was going to direct his steps in the light of the living. God would not abandon him now and he would be able to walk before God and in victory over fear. And that's what we need to remember. That's why I've entitled this psalm, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll see that when David is hiding in a cave from King Saul, he prays for mercy and sets his heart to praise God. But David has a different prayer for the wicked. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.